Hey, welcome to the Happy Ramp Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined as always in studio by my good friends, my partners in radio, Barnabas Piper and Ronald J. Martin. Boys, we have a lot to talk about today. We've got a lot of, a lot of Josh content, and I'm not referring to Josh Rosen or Josh Allen. Joshua Harris, um, who is still selling a little deconstruction starter kit and then just as quickly not selling it. Uh, but before we get to that, we have to talk about some things that we're selling, boys. Uh, namely, Redbud City Coffee and tickets to our own conference. So our boy's finally going to be a main stager. And um, we accomplished that by just making our own conference. So, Pipe, tell us about those things. Yeah, listeners, we haven't talked about Redbud in a while, although we are still standing partners with Redbud City Coffee Roasters. If you go to redbudcoffee.com, you can see their full selection of roasts. They're all single origin roasts. For those of you who are coffee drinkers, that matters to you. For those of you who are like Folgers drinkers, you should really try this because it's a lot better. Um, They have them, they, they rotate from different countries. So different parts of Africa, different parts of South America. My favorite continues to be the Brazilian roast. So go to redbudcoffee.com, check them out. If you use the code HAPPYRANT at checkout, you can get a 10% discount. They sell different sized uh, packages. So if this is something you wanted to get like for your church or for your office, they sell larger quantities, do it in bulk at a really uh, reasonable rate as well. So well worth checking out. And again, use the code HAPPYRANT at checkout for that 10% discount off of your entire purchase, no matter the size. And then the other thing that we want to uh, that we want to sell is ourselves. We want to sell ourselves uh, because we have our live event, our first live event in like a year and a half. Or you can have us on... for free if you've ever been hurt by us in the past. <laughs> That's fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Yes. Or we uh, might take on... the whole thing down in three days. <laughs> yes. We'll, uh, we're going to sell this. And then when we hear complaints because people are not sure if we should actually be selling this at all, we'll, we'll maybe pull the plug on it. Exactly. But probably not. So Saturday, August 28th, <laughs> 7 p.m. at the First Baptist Church of Hearst, Texas. It is their Norwood campus. I don't know what that means, um, except they must be a huge church because they have campuses. It's $15. If you go to happyrantpodcast.com, scroll down to where it says live recording. There's a button that says register now. It'll walk you through the process. Um, and we would love to see you out there. It'll be, we'll record some episodes. We'll do Q and a with, uh, listeners. This will all be posted on the podcast later, but it's not nearly as fun to just listen in your earbuds as it is to be in the room. So if you are in Texas, near Texas, able to travel to Texas, get there on Saturday, the 28th, we would love to see you at that event. It's going to be a good time. That's going to be huge. Great promo work there, pipe, even though I was Mm. stepping on it every other sentence. Um, Yeah, we can edit that out, baby. Baby, we, we do that edit. a lot. We edit so much out of this podcast. We don't do a lot of we don't do a lot of post production work here at the Happy Rant. Are you? I've got a quick conference question for you, baby, and then we're going to get into this this yeah, Josh Harris fiasco. Um, yeah, are you stoked about main staging finally? I mean, this is this is the big moment. This is what we've been talking about for like a decade. Yeah, I mean, it's a, you know, uh, absolutely. I mean, I'm stoked to I'm stoked to do anything. Right, it doesn't yeah. have to be a main stager, but um, yeah. you know, it's. It's not quite what it would be, you know. When you when you when you create your own main stage, you know, sort of sort of opportunity, it's not yeah. quite the same as if somebody like yeah. sends you the invite to their main stage. Mm. You know, yeah, so I know it. Uh, I know it. I mean, it's but you know, I got some other main stagey stuff coming up. This Whoa, year. It's, it's little flags, good, baby know? boy. What are, what know? are we looking at? Well, you know, that'll be a promo for I think about two or three weeks from now. So wow, big. 
Does Piper know about it? Because Piper's like more plugged into that stuff than I am. No, it's just it's a conference that I want to do a little uh, do a little uh, free promo for here in a couple. Okay, weeks. well we'll we'll wait a couple weeks for it. But uh, is this is mm-hmm. this Harbor Network related? It's not. Okay, mm. I didn't know if this was like your leadership summit because I've seen you social mediaizing about that, and I was yeah, curious. no, that's coming up in October. This is something's happening right before that that I that I think uh, I think some of our fans would be able to. Uh, yeah, uh, attend and enjoy. Can I ask one follow up question? Sure, you could, guys. You don't have to ask me if you can ask. You can just ask. It's well, okay. Uh, what <laughs> what makes a leadership summit as opposed to a conference or a colloquium a or whatever? Question. Why is it a summit? Mm. You know, so the answer to that is I have absolutely no idea. You know. They, they called it a summit instead of a conference. It's just our conference is really what it is. You know what that connotes so. to me, Pipe, is like um, 1980s like news footage of leaders like mm-hmm. walking into a room while flashbulbs are popping and they sit. It's almost yeah, like, like the, the word like Soviet the G8 needs to be or something. somewhere. Yeah, they sit yeah. behind those little skinny microphones and, um, you know. Like the Geneva Summit or something. Yeah, you know and there, I mean? there's a guy kind of moderating saying like, you know, the – the hipster pastor delegate in the in the dark wash jeans has a comment, you know, and then he points to that guy, and, and that guy leans into his little skinny mic and, and sir, says you and the baby, that is that is so similar. That is so similar to what the Harbor Summit is. I bet it it's is, just, baby. Like dudes, d- dudes delegating dudes to talk in acid wash jeans. Did you guys? Are you guys? So. Uh, oh, no, I'm not going to ask that. That'll make me sound terrible. Uh, let's. <laughs> <laughs> can I can I make one other summit conference comment as long as we're Again, at this? You don't have to ask, Pipe. It's your pod. Well, you can Ted, just, I just you can just you throw know, it out. Ted, Ted was ready to roll in his hosting duties, and I'm derailing things. Ah, Pipe, um, go. I saw I saw on the twitters yesterday that a faculty member from Midwestern Seminary, Ronnie's current school, one of many schools Ronnie has has attended, mm. they're doing a mm-hmm. faculty retreat, which I think is kind of like a summit, kind of like a conference. Yeah, and it was a photo of just you know. Uh, faculty milling around and i must say their consistency in khaki shorts and ill-fitting polo shirts and pasty legs was oh. primo pipe the, and what about picture? hey pipe what about the uh what about the weird like in the hotel ballroom with like with like the weird like uh purple and, and yellow carpet oh yeah the, the, the you can't you can't see a spill on it carpet yeah it was exactly yeah it was uh it just it made my heart glad to know that in a world of constant change, <laughs> faculty members will always faculty, and it was Dude, just it, it gladdened me. That's so solid, Pipe. I'm going to need you to send me that picture, and that reminds me of something, boys. I got a little problem I need to workshop with the two of you, and I feel like Big R put on your put on your little like harbor sailing pastor's cap right now because um, you can give me a little counsel on this because I think we're yeah, absolutely we're kind of of the same mind on issues like this, so. Uh, I work at a university um, from year to year. It's pretty consistent, like who's in my building, you know, the building on campus where I where I have an office and where I teach my classes. And um, I, I also think Big R, like you, you would never articulate this. So I'm going to do it for you. But it's it's important for you to be like, yeah, it's important for you to be the best guy, like the 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 best dressed guy in the room, like you're a little smug and superior about fashion. <laughs> And uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's just, it's come out, it's come out in the pod before. Yeah. Um, Again, thank you. Yeah. So I, I pull up to campus the other day and this is actually moving day. So I'm, I'm moving my kid into college and what do I see? 
but a live willowy hipster who's like probably a decade and a half younger than me. So that's problematic to start with. Um, he's skinnier. He's wearing like a Peaky Blinders three-piece suit, even though it's like 109 uh. degrees out. And he's wearing like the kind of like Peaky Blinders, like newsboy hat that I've been wearing for decades, right? So basically he's doing my thing, but he's just doing it younger and better. And then this is the kicker, boys. Yeah. He wheels into campus driving, wait for it, Uh a vintage motorcycle with a sidecar. Oh, no. Oh, no. And so he wheels it into this parking lot where like all these sweaty parents are like, you know, dragging sofas into the into the dorm rooms and like looking our worst. And he he wheels into the parking lot not to help and not to move a kid in, but just to like let people ogle his motorcycle. And then he drives off like seven minutes later. And come to find out, this guy offices like right across the hall from me. So I have to. So say, baby, Kill- Killian Murphy just pulled up Killian to say, Murphy. "This is yeah, this is my town. This is my school now." Yeah, right. But like young Killian Murphy, circa like a decade and a half ago for him. So uh, right, yeah, no, I know because Killian Murphy's like forty eight years yeah, exactly. old now, but it still like, looks yeah. better than me. But uh, he's right. He's 48. Well, so course. so anyway, I've got a new nemesis. I've been nemesis free for like two years. What, I thought. What I was department done with does it. he teach in? Well, he doesn't teach, dude. That's the thing. Okay. He's, Oh, he's a student? No, he's like a... Yes, Admin? This is, no, this is going to reveal too much. But um, we do like a missionary in residence program at our, at our oh, school. Oh, no kidding. Where they, they just come and chill and like hang out for a year. And he, did, he doesn't sound too missionary-y. No, I know. That's the thing. That's why it's kind of he sounds like He me. sounds like he should be like he's, the writer in He's residence. an incarnational yeah. Peaky Blinder? Yeah, he's like <laughs> Peaky Blinders in residence. So... Uh, okay. Yeah, it's a bit of a deal, boys. And uh, I've been I've been nim free for two years. I thought I was done with the lifestyle, but uh, yeah, my my nemesis. Just life. when you think you're out, they pull you back in. I know, I know it, dude. I would walk up to him and say, "What's up, Killian? What's been going on since Quiet Place 2? <laughs> I know, right? How are yeah, you? yeah, exactly. I liked him. In a I know Peaky Blinders is done. Um, how are you processing that? <laughs> exactly. I would just you know just throw it out exactly. there. You know, dude. it's been tough for me though. So uh, I need to get over it. I probably. The way these nemesis things go, I'll have, I'll have coffee with this guy in like February and find out that he's cool and and that'll be the end of it. Yeah, you'll love him. I or man, you can just adopt. You know, you can uh, you can do what we all try to do. We can de-age ourselves ten years, lose fifty pounds, yeah. buy the suit and the hat like he did, yeah, and and, and get a motorcycle and you're you're in his camp. You can- you've <laughs> you've deconstructed into the Killian Murphy camp, and there is a transition. Oh, baby, I love the transition. Speaking of deconstruction. Um, which is all the rage nowadays. If if deconstruction were like a fashion, it would uh, everybody be wearing it. It seems like guys. I uh, I did a quick deconstruct before breakfast. This morning. Did so you? I mean, I'm I'm everything's you know you, I'm you deconstructed it, that saying. bagel and you know just broke it. I right did, down. man. Yeah, good I for did. you. Had man. some eggs and some yeah, the whole deal. Dude, bagels are tough to deconstruct at times because they like they they half cut them. But then you're you're on your own for like the last third of of getting the bagel apart, and sometimes it it like takes half of it with you know what I mean. So like in the world mm-hmm. of deconstructing, mm-hmm. that can be a hard one too. So mm. Mm. thoughts and prayers to anybody who's in the middle of that this morning. But, yeah, for uh, sure. I mean, that's a lot of carbs too, but that's another story. So. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. We and we don't do carbs. You haven't had a we carb don't do in carbs, a decade, baby. Oh, dude. Unfortunately, I have, yeah. but that's you know that. But I don't look like Killian anymore either. I mean, so. I know you're telling me we're all talking about it. I mean. You know, yeah, hundred percent. It's a big deal. Dude, can you get? Hey, Big T, yeah. get? Can you do? I mean, this is 
has nothing to do with our listeners. Can I get this a pick in the boy? In-house. The new nemesis. Can you get a pick yeah. and, and and upload it to the chat on for it, us, baby. just so we can get a we can get a vis on him? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll get you a little and, vis. And of the motorcycle. This is. Oh. Yeah, I mean, specifically of the bike. Well, the bike will be easy because I'll I'll probably yeah, like yeah. park next to it this morning. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I can get a pick of the bike and the guy eventually. But give me like. Give me like yeah. forty eight hours to produce all that, you know, because it's got to be the right the right thing. Park the uh, the Fiat five hundred next to the bike, and let's get a shot of the two of those things sort of glistening in the sun. Glistening yeah. in the shout out to Fiat five hundred, solid yeah, vehicle. Um, yeah, we have probably have a sponsor coming from them soon. So, dude, yeah, I I put that hook in the water for us to get like an automotive sponsor, and it's been it's been crickets. I'm a little surprised. You mean uh, you mean that you mean that <laughs> that representative from Fiat wasn't listening? Well, no, dude. Like, and, and in fact, no representatives have reached out to me about that. So I'm, I got to check my like my clutter in in the that email. Rep from Lincoln, yeah, have, yeah, dude. The rep from Lincoln, baby. I'm not going to rest until we're all driving town cars. I want Lincoln town cars. <laughs> I don't even know if they make those anymore. But I, I, want, I want a Lincoln town car from like 1993. I don't Amen, want a current dude. one. Those were incredible. Well, I think the current ones are called SUVs, but yeah, one from '93 would be would be amazing. Dude, I'm so tired. Hey guys, I'll take any free car. Just saying, yeah, exactly. any free car. Exactly. I'm good. Yeah, exactly. Not even picky. Speaking of free boys, Joshua Harris um, tried to give something away for free. Um, kind of tried to charge money for it. It was it was ambiguous, kind of, uh, which is on brand for him. Um, after we, after we had our pre-production meeting this morning, which was vibrant via text, Mm, I read like a third of one article on this and, um, (laughs) it's on some like faith news website and it's like update in all caps. So like newsroom music, uh, update after valid criticism, quote unquote, valid criticism, Josh Harris takes down his deconstruction course and then Mm. There's a picture that I want to talk about. I feel like if the internet circa 2020 slash 2021 had a face, it <laughs> it would be the face that Joshua Harris used on his promo materials for this thing. Kind of that like really round and like he he's he's sort of this is gonna get confusing, but I want to hear you guys on it. He's trying to be the most sort of uh, gentle, beige, like unthreatening figure imaginable in this picture. So he's like on a sofa and he's kind of half smiling with his little half beard and his bald head. He's trying mm. to, yeah, he's trying to look a little Gandhi-ish and um, it didn't work because everybody hated his idea apparently and then he took it down. So nice. Like even deconstructionists like didn't like the even idea, de- right? Even the quote unquote deconstruction community, which is a thing that he talked about. Like if you're deconstructing, aren't you trying to like not have a community? You know what I mean? I thought the whole point was to to not have a community. But uh, at any rate, um, this is a thing that happened. So I want to hear you guys on my if the internet had a face theory, uh, and then I want to hear you on the like beige milk toastiness of Joshua Harris, like not even having any conviction about his deconstruction course and how depressing that is. So mm. um, I'm trying to find the picture of the actual course. Yeah, he oh, took it, it all down. Um, so all you can find now is like articles about it. Oh, I think here mm. we go. I think it's, uh, it's so he's sitting on a couch and it's got like the, the sort of the geometric shapes in the background. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, got it. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm looking at the, the right one. one. <clears throat> yeah. Isn't that the least threatening like image imaginable? And and I mean he's got some stuff working against him. He's a middle-aged like 
ostensibly straight white man. So he's the devil, like to begin with. So he's trying to he's trying to go like as unthreatening as possible in that shot. Um, which I think, you know, he succeeded in that. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts? Yeah, the problem the problem is it unthreatening has a certain threat to it these days because it means <laughs> You have to tread very lightly around it. Like it's uh-huh. it's unthreatening, but it's high risk. Mm. Yeah, because mm. you can't speak your mind around unthreatening anymore. Because yeah. mm. this is yeah. the face of the internet, after all. So the the this is this is like the face of somebody who tweets something and then says honest question. Like, no, that's <laughs> this is a trap. I smell yeah. a trap. This is a trap. Yeah. Fi- this is a trap picture. That's what it looks like to me. Uh, interesting, Ron. Your thoughts on the picture, and then we'll get into the the meat of the story as it were man I, yeah i don't know i mean yeah i think uh, uh, that's, uh, we're that's doing the that. voice of this picture uh, oh yeah that's yeah, that's the man, voice I, of the picture exactly like i'm a little too good for the question say. i don't know uh, no that, well, i mean that's that's your word but i mean i i don't know what uh i don't know what to say about joshy's public image other than i mean he looks like a he okay so the look that he has is a look that is shared by many dudes right now which mm-hmm. is you know, just kind of that, you know, I got the shaved head, I got the beard, I'm trying to be unassuming, uh-huh. I'm I'm trying to be like thoughtful, but also warm and welcoming and invitational. Yeah. And so kind of an everyman, but I also have some fashion sense a little bit. Um, so I, I want, when I look at a guy like that, man, I just, I always wonder this, I always think like, how... Some dudes just kind of wake up and they're like that and they don't think a lot about it. Other dudes are super planny about it. Yeah. And so my thing is with Josh not knowing him is like how much of that is wait for it boys constructed mm. and uh, how much is it just who he is? I just don't know. I don't know who he is. It's like you if know? the color it's like if the color beige had a face, it would be this face. Yeah. So there's like nothing. So yeah. So what you said is true. There's mm-hmm. nothing about it that is like. It's it's not like you look at him and you go, man, I'm already mad. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean, like you just kind of look at him and you quit. You just as quickly walk away forgetting about him, uh-huh. you know, and I don't mean that as a slide. I mean, there's just nothing there that sort of like jumps out or sticks out. I, like, I don't know. I think that's but, as um, good as it gets yeah. for white men in 2021, though. Like, I mean, maybe I want to be seen and know? forgotten. That's maybe Apex Mountain is, for maybe us. Maybe this is a product of being a child of the 80s and 90s, but in my mind, shaved head and facial hair is intimidating. How did it become like the soft, gentle look? Dude, you're so right. Yeah, that's well, such because a you. I mean, so well, I don't know. I mean, how you know how do you, how you know, how deep do we want to go into that? So you got a guy that like I don't know, do, like doesn't have hair. Mm-hmm. I, I guess that's that makes him less intimidating. I don't know. He's not like he's not per, he's not Killian Murphy. Yeah, you know what I mean. So he's. So maybe that's one thing where you just go, oh, man, this dude, you know, he's just, yeah, there he is. Interesting. I don't know. Interesting. By interesting, I no, we're mean. All, we're all afraid to talk about that. I mean, that. not I interesting. It, just, yeah, yeah. We're all afraid to talk about a guy I was going to say, what can now. you say about beige? Yeah. What this, it's actually you know, <laughs> short it's conversation. Appropriate, it's appropriate that we're talking about nothing for so long because Joshua Harris was like essentially trying to sell a course about believing nothing. And um, even that kind of turned on him. And he was trying to be a big sweetheart by giving it away for free. Uh, to quote anyone. If, if you had an issue with him, right? Yeah. How did he Like how if did I've he hurt you it? in the past, you can have my deconstructing thing for free. It, so there literally wasn't one person that didn't click that, that promo code. Dude, right? yeah. I have, I have a little issue with his use of the word kit. It was like a deconstruction starter kit. 
Um, and again, I think this is a function of growing up in like the 70s and 80s and 90s. Like kits used to be fun. You know what I mean? You would get like a like a science kit and like blow stuff up in your garage, or you get like a uh, I don't know, like a like a model, like and a, then like a model plane kit or something. Yeah, you'd put yeah. the you'd put the model together, and then you'd have a big plane. You know, and and this he calls this a kit, but like there's there's nothing fun about it. It was a uh, it was a five week reframe your story course, uh, which included a quote deconstruction starter pack. Um, mm. Mm. I, yeah, just talk about it, you guys. Um, what, what do you got on this? It was 275 bucks, which I feel like is a little steep for, for a deconstruction starter pack. I I think, go ahead, Ronnie, go ahead, pipe. Well, I think what, um, so just off the top. Yeah. So just like first initial reaction, Mm -hmm. I think it was like, so if, if we're going to like, if we're going to drop down and be serious here for one second, right. Um, I mean, deconstruction is a real thing. Um, and it's a thing that is not necessarily a bad thing in terms of if we've grown up in a, you know, if we've grown up in a, in a particular environment where, you know, Christianity was presented to us as something that, you know, had some truth to it, but it maybe lacked some, some helpful things and some grace and, and some truth. And so, you know, we get to that point where we're, you know, we're, we're kind of, we're stepping away from our parents' faith. We have to have our own faith. And we're starting to question things around us. That's not necessarily a bad thing. And that is a serious thing for a lot of people. That's okay. I think it can be good depending on, you know, where we, you know, the journey that God takes people on through that process, you know, and he does that, right? He does it with all of us, actually. And, um, but I think what, I think what he tried to do, I think what he did was to sort of monetize it, was to almost like take something that is a really that is a massive struggle for a lot of people and it's something that people take seriously it's not it's not a gimmicky thing like the way we like the way we're sort of making fun of it a little bit but it's something that is a it's a serious like heart you know re, you know rendering thing for people and he tried to monetize it and it almost like cheapens something that for a lot of people when they deconstruct they come out the other end with like a a deeper more full you know fully rounded faith and he tried to do something that almost in a way kind of cheapened the process and made it sound like, man, this is just something that, you know, th- this is something that can be sold and marketed. And so I think on that level, just from the very, you know, just looking at it, whether whether you're, you know, a deconstructionist or whether you're going through that or whether you're somebody who just kind of stands back and observes those things, you just kind of go, man, that just feels weird. Huh. It just doesn't, it doesn't add up. Help, help me understand this because maybe I'm just too stupid to get it. But I think this guy's a wolf. I think he's an mm. enemy of the faith. Like, what what mm. am I missing here? He's getting kind of the sweetheart treatment from, like, I don't know, cool Christian people. And he's actually getting turned on by, like, the deconstructionist community. But I'm like, I from where I sit, I'm like, why are we giving this guy the sweetheart? Like, giving him a nice, like, platform. This guy's a, I mean, who's, he's a wolf. Like, who's giving him, who's giving him a platform? Ah, uh, Cosby, Mike Cosper like got a whole yeah, he got a whole episode, and oh uh, yeah, okay, I didn't hear that. So okay, although although Cosper uh, caught some crap over that too, you know, like why are we platforming this guy? Which I think is a fair question. Maybe he yeah. answered it in the podcast. I don't. I haven't listened to that one yet. Um, and I say yet because I do intend to, Mike. Should you tune into this? Um, and <clears throat> I I feel like there's a Christians. People who people who are still professing believers, 
interactions with deconstructing Christians or deconstructed, so former Christians, it's a really weird thing because it seems like there's sort of only two camps you can fall into. There's the very empathetic camp, um, Mm -hmm. and I use empathetic with a bit of an eye roll there because it's sort of like, I understand, you know, you've been through a lot, the church burned you, so like we, we can't sort of challenge their walking away. And then on the other side, there's like, these people are all pagans, what's the matter with them? And like Ronnie said, I feel like there's gradations here because, I mean, I I have deconstructed many aspects of the Christianity I grew up with. I don't like the word deconstructed because mm-hmm. it sounds, I mean, it, it sounds sort of formulaic at this point. But basically just sort of pulling apart the arguments to say what of this matters and what of this is real. That's not the same as deconstructing your faith where you start going, is the Bible true? Do I believe in Jesus? You know, usually the answers to those questions, have, you know, if you're deconstructing, you end up in, no, I don't, I don't believe in Jesus anymore. Mm-hmm. And so there's a difference between deconstructing aspects of traditional Christianity, whatever you were handed, versus walking away from the faith. Harris walked away from the faith. Calling that deconstruction is... That's putting, um, like, lipstick on a pig. It's yeah, it's putting a, a nice really, face it's on really it. really nice yeah. marketing on something really destructive and problematic. And mm-hmm. so even a deconstruction kit, I mean, it's just... Call it an apostasy kit, you know? Right. Like, now, if he, if he's saying, here are reasonable questions to ask of church traditions, here are reasonable questions to to, to help you consider uh, things that you may not have thought through about theological positions, maybe there's usefulness in that. I don't think that's what this was. I'm not, you know, obviously, he pulled it before anybody could get a look at it. But that's that's really different than... That would be that would be potentially helpful for people who are wrestling in their faith because the Christianity they've been handed, like like you said, is lacks grace, lacks truth, lacks something. But this just seems like a kit of how to make yourself your own god, potentially. Like that's that's kind of the way it is posed in the way that deconstruction is just a really nice branding on that mentality in this in this case. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's helpful. That. Um all that's all that's helpful from from both you guys that helps me understand it better but um yeah he's a he's a strange figure like i think of him as this is back to the face thing a little bit but like the ultimate like human embodiment of the sort of internet aggregator uh uh what's the word i'm looking for like like the like the formula like if the internet was a like the influencer. Like, yeah, or like if the internet was like a mosh pit in the 90s, Joshua Harris would be the guy like laying atop all of those hands just getting passed around all over the place. You know what I mean? Mm. He's like, oh, you don't you don't like my thing, I'll take it down. Or you do like my thing, I'll do more of it. Like, mm. I, I would almost... And, and, and pi- Deconstruction yeah, is just the new emergent church, which was just the new liberal theology. Like, this isn't new. Yeah. This is just yeah. an abandonment. This version of deconstruction, because somebody's going to come out and say, I grew up in the church. I've deconstructed a lot. I still love Jesus. Yes, that's different. You abandoned empty traditions. Good for you. Mm-hmm. The this is, this is just a rebranded thing that has been going on forever, where people say, I don't want to abide by the authority of Scripture. I'm not following Jesus. I don't like the church I grew up in. I'm walking away from it and telling my own story or whatever. Like there's just, just there's a thread that runs through all this. You wrote a book about it whatever 15 20 years ago because because mm. it was it it spiked then. Yeah. 
at in yeah. a different face, and now it's spiking again in, in a in a new face. And it just he would have he would have been Doug Paget's buddy twenty years ago. So here yeah. we are. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and I I I want to I want to live in a world where like, and I say this with like zero percent snark. I want to live in a world where like he could be my buddy, where theological differences aside, I can imagine a world in which if we're in like an airport waiting room together at some point, you know, we could chat and enjoy it. Um, and I think that's true of other people on, in my life. I know who have, you know, gone apostate, which is really what we're calling this. And I like your, I like your distinction there pipe. I mean, calling it deconstruction is, is putting a, a nice spin on a, on a horrible thing. Um, I, yeah, I'd, I'd like to envision a world in which, we could be friends through the disagreement, but I think, yeah, I mean, per the kind of social ethic of 2020, 2021, like trying to platform and monetize and sort of make a brand out of a decision that you've made that would have been somewhat private 20 years ago. Um, it just, it just, it's a tough look. And, um, that's maybe a bridge pipe into the other thing that you brought up in our in our pre-production meeting about the public nature of this, the announcement, and then all the like commentary on the announcements. Um, talk about that. Yeah. So, I mean, recognizing right off the bat, there's some irony in talking about how should people publicly respond to a public announcement on a podcast? Because we, you know, here we are postulating <laughs> yeah. on and, and you know bloviating on the thing but so the thing that i've noticed is it's it's odd to me when people make a public announcement about departing their faith now i understand if you're a public christian figure and you want the freedom to publicly identify differently you know i'm no Mm -hmm. longer going to proclaim the gospel i'm no longer going to uphold the same theology i did before whatever like the public statement might be necessary okay but it, it's still it's it's odd to me, especially because it's not in the context of a local church or a, a community of people who know you where that can be interacted with. It's on social media where people have a ton of access but no relationship. Mm. And so then the responses come from people who have a ton of access and no relationship. Mm. And they all they all sound wrong to me. Not like mm. they, there's there's the um this this so saddened me, I'll be praying for you, which on social media, frankly, sounds a little judgy, kind of self-righteous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's the good for you, you know, find your truth. Well, that that is what it is. You know, he's kind of like, well, you that th- there's there is no truth in that. You know, th- there, there's this whole array of responses. There's people who are like, how could you? You're such a disappointment. Well, that's just outright judgy. Um, so the I guess the the question that I have is like, it, is there is there a place for public response to this? You know, what, what is the right way to publicly respond? Do, you know, is it, a, is it a nine point gospel coalition article? Is it a podcast? Like what we're doing? Is it a, a mm-hmm. tweet that might sound self-righteous? Like what, what is the public response that is appropriate to a public declaration of walking away from the faith? Yeah, that's a great question. Baby thoughts. Yeah. I mean, gosh, I, I think it, at the very least, I mean, it can be, you know, I think the knee jerk reactions and uh, again, cause it's, it's true. What it's trying to, I think what we see a lot is that when somebody makes a statement, 
regardless of who they are or the platform they have, you know, they're making a statement that's deeply personal to them, regardless of their motivations behind it. And if we try to just find this one answer fits all, you know, like to say, oh, all deconstructionists are fill in the blank. Then I think as Christians, you know, we're, we're just, we're, we're not, we're not, we're not acting very Christianly in those moments. Whereas to say like, Hey, I'd love to, you know, I'd love to hear this. I'd love to hear a little more information about this guy's story, where he's at, you know, in, in the particular like minutia of it. And, you know, what are some of the thoughts that are coming to mind? Because he might be, you know, some people might be, you know, 20 feet, you know, submerged in this thing and, and other people might be 20 inches into it. And they're just trying to make sense of some things. And I think to have the, a Christian community come around them and say, hey, we, man, if you're willing, even on this platform, even on social media to explain a little bit more, and if we can engage in any way that's helpful, that's cool. Hmm. Um, so I think even the way that we're, any, any way that we want to talk about it that shows a little bit of grace and patience and just this eagerness to try to understand, I, I don't think we can go wrong there. You know, I think it's when we want to just pronounce judgments or we just want to, we just want to try to, we, we want to try to say, Hey, everybody, everybody that's going through this and is experiencing this, man, we have one answer for them all. And I just, it just lacks, that can lack wisdom, you know, and grace. And, I, yeah. Um, I think that yeah. the thing that I struggle with, I, I, I think I agree with the, the heart behind what you're saying, the practicalities of it are exhausting to me mm-hmm. in that. I mean, just last week I had a conversation with some friends from church who one of their close group of friends announced that he no longer believed. And he had been, you know, he had been been a leader in some ministries in the church over the years and things like that. And dealing with that in person with the, you know, face-to-face, that the relational realities of that, et cetera, is a really weighty thing. When this goes online, it becomes like a a jab-jab, right-hook, sparring match of... Mm -hmm. Or like an intellectual sort of, am I going to be intellectually receptive to this new idea kind of thing? All of which seems inappropriately trite for what this is. You know, Josh Harris peddling this is inappropriately trite. Cursing him for it is inappropriately trite. Trying to understand him in an online context feels that way too. Um, and I know that this is this is muddy because you could easily go, well, how do you read and write anything in that case? Um, mm-hmm. But this is social media where it's like a it's a ping pong match back and forth with ideas, and it. So maybe maybe we're maybe I'm just arriving closer to where Ted ends up being on some of these things, which is when it comes to these issues, I just don't engage online. I yeah. kind of see yeah, it. Yeah, and, and I and I hear that. I mean, I I but I mean, pipe. You're, it's like saying, I mean, good grief, man. The, the shark has been jumped. Yes. You know, every every <laughs> yes. topic, every subjective topic that we think shouldn't be discussed in social media is being discussed on social media. I mean, I hear things. I I, I mean. I mean, I, I mean, I hear things that are of zero consequence and I wonder why are they on social media? You know, it's <laughs> yeah, like yeah, things yeah. that are harmless and gen- sure. So like, I don't know, we can make a case for anything like that. And I, and that's not, and I actually agree with you. Like, man, this thing is so serious. Yeah. How can you engage with it on social media? But that's become, that's just become the social norm, you know, for how we, how we, uh, how we uh, express ourselves in topics that go so deep that to sit down with somebody or to get into a situation where somebody can listen and hear 
I mean, this is almost, I mean, this goes way deeper, right? We can talk about like, hey, what does it mean for somebody who's going through something like this and the only engagement they're having with it is on Twitter? It's like, so man, is, is there a way, is there a place, are there people for you that can help you process these things? Because man, you're just not going to find a lot of depth if, if social media is your, your, you know, your beginning and stopping point with it. So, I mean, yeah. that's, Man, that leads us into a whole other conversation yeah. in that sense. Yeah. But, you know. Well, I think I don't want I, – I wouldn't want us to lose the ability or the backbone to be able to call a bad thing a bad thing. And to me, someone leaving the faith is quantifiably a bad thing that makes me sad. Um, I remember feeling very bummed when Joshua Harris did his, you know – Instagram post with the the traps and the lake and the and the whole thing saying he was he was leaving the faith. It was a bummer, you know. And to your point, pipe, I don't know I don't know how I would have tweeted a response to that that would have been good. Uh but in my heart I'm calling that a bad thing, right? This is someone who ostensibly walked with the Lord who's no longer walking with the Lord. Right. Um, which, which is a saddening moment, right? And we can dress it up and make it academic and do the, you know, the, the, the thing of trying to look right with it. But at the end of the day, it's a bummer. And I, I think part of the problem with all this, and I don't want to hear you guys on this, and then we can wrap it and do our, um, you know, we could do our other thing. But um, I think the tech is still so relatively new. You know what I mean? This this would have been like us sitting around in 1974 going, how do we want to go to the moon? You know, do we want to take the rocket or the or the, you know, the space shuttle? And 40 years later, the answer is neither, you know, but back then it would have been on the table. And I, I, I just think this tech, it's so new. It's so bad. Like, it's a terrible place for discourse. It's a terrible place for like. Uh, enriching, enlivening discussion of any kind, yet it's the thing that everybody's doing all day long. And the sooner we sort of pivot out of that, I think I think we'll be better for it. Yeah. Um, and, and I think... Well, T, I think you said... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead, baby. Well, I think you said something really important. I think you, you made a really... You made a distinction that I don't, I don't even know if you caught it, but you made a really important distinction, mm-hmm. which is you said this is a really sad thing, and then you said this is a really bad thing. Yeah. And I think there's a difference between those two things. Mm -hmm. And I think if we see like what Josh Harris went through, I think if we see it as a sad thing, Mm -hmm. um, then it allows us to, to approach it with a level of understanding that I think is Christ-like. I think if we equate it as a bad thing, I think there's a place to say this is a bad thing when he starts monetizing it. So I think I can look at what Josh Harris did with that and say, that's kind of a bad thing to me. Yeah. But when I look at his actual stepping away from the faith, I can see it as a sad thing. Yeah. And I think those two things can be held in tension. Yeah. That's I, what I would. I agree. Understand. And I would, I, I do agree with that. And I would add the one caveat of take the monetizing thing even off the table for a minute. If the person is charismatic and wolfish and they begin proselytizing for it. Cause, cause look, I mean, like, like Pipe's point about this being the new emergent church, it is. I mean, people are still gathering around it and doing community around it. And there's still like, 
guys being platformed at their own conferences to talk about deconstruction. So there, there is a bit of a, there's a being on the offensive kind of move here where Hmm. like, I'm sorry, that guy's a wolf. I don't want him like coming into my kid's college classroom to like sit on a stool with his iPad and look like a big sweetie and talk about deconstruction. I don't want it. Um, So to me, it's sad and it's bad. And I don't know, but but I just don't know how to talk about it in a way that doesn't make me look like an a hole. And maybe at the end of the day, like I'm just looking like an a hole, you know. Well, I I think I think you're running up against a couple things, Ted. That Mm -hmm. both of which I think are are we should reasonably expect. The first is never in the history of the church has the gospel been something that is widely accepted. It Mm, always is offensive. Yeah, simply by point. existing because it 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 asks for people to submit their lives it asks to make somebody mm-hmm. else the lord of their lives like it is entirely counter human nature and so yeah like you you are going to sound in your words like an a-hole simply because you're trying to hold to a thing that people find offensive and hate because it's opposed mm-hmm. to their you know their 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 will if yeah. you know so to speak i think the other yeah. thing that's odd about all of this is that even the language of deconstruction is odd to me because it sounds kind of counter salvation. Yeah. It, it, when you think about salvation, it, it, you think about the doctrine of regeneration. You think about the Holy Spirit making somebody who was dead alive. That's not mechanized. Right. Right. You can't deconstruct and reconstruct life and death. This is, I mean, this is like Frankenstein's monster type of stuff trying to trying to construct or deconstruct a, a miraculous thing. So. I think deconstruction is appropriate language for undoing the mechanisms of bad church or bad yeah. theology. Um, I don't think it's terribly meaningful when you're talking about did somebody follow Jesus and not follow Jesus or or the other way, go from death to life. And so I think it, Christians lose sight of this because we get into the processes and the mechanisms and all this. And like that. Mm-hmm. That seems inapplicable. So the sadness of this is about the loss of a life. Yeah. Not yeah. not the the way the process was handled. Now, of course, when mm-hmm. if somebody is, like you said, proselytizing spiritual death functionally, that's real right. problematic. And I think that there's a place to go. That's a bad thing, like what Ronnie said. Like we yeah. can call that bad. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's well said. And um I think that's a good point to end on. Pipe, tell us about a a company that's selling great products, helpful things, things that help people understand scripture <laughs> and yes. the faith. Um, yes, I will it's visual theology, to. and we uh, we we love this new partnership. Tell us about it. Yeah, listeners, visual theology is a it's a website, it's a resource provider, uh, kind of a publishing company, but they're they're more than that because they it's. There's there's artwork, there's design, there's curriculum, and it is it is entirely designed to help people understand and grasp the word of God and theological truths better um, in in a in a visually captivating way. So graphs, charts, artwork, and all really well designed. So clear, precise things that make stories of scripture, theological uh, realities. Um, kind of jump off the page. Um, so if you go to visualtheology.church uh, slash happy, so visualtheology.church slash happy, you'll see 
the website they've set up for our listeners. And then it lists the code there, but the code is Happy Rant to get you a 20% off of any purchase. So they have multiple books. They have curriculum that's great for everything from family devotions to homeschooling to uh, Bible study curriculum for high school, college students, even, even adult discipleship. Um, and they have their memberships, which provide discounts off of all of this stuff on an ongoing basis. They have dozens and dozens of posters that could be hung up in church offices or classrooms. Um, you could use them. So if you're like, if you're a Bible teacher, you're going through different portions of the text, you can use different posters to help depict different things. And, uh, Josh Byers, the guy who does, uh, the design on these is really, really good. Like he cares about good design. So again, go to visualtheology.church slash happy, check them out. Be sure to use the code Happy Rant to get that twenty percent discount. You will uh, you will really benefit from their resources. They're really good. Excellent, good work, Pine. Mm. Mm. Now it's time to do a little Patreon radio, boys. Uh, but we've done what we always do on this program, uh, which is that we've wandered to and fro throughout uh, Joshua Harris and deconstruction, and we even disagreed with each other a little bit this morning. It was a good app. It was uh, it was nice radio, forty four minutes. Um, and until next time. The Happy Rant is brought to you by Resonate Recordings. If you go to ResonateRecordings.com, you can see the full range of services they offer. So if you're considering starting a podcast, they are the ones we recommend going with. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see their prices, to connect with them and ask any questions, and to see what they can do to help you launch, edit, master, and improve your podcast. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see what they can do to help you launch and improve your podcast. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for working everything out for my good. Help me trust in your perfect plan. Amen. Father, thank you for loving and caring for me. With Christian prayer meditation, you can pray along to prayers based on specific topics. Go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Christian prayer meditation. You can also download the Abide app for biblical meditations at abide.com.